My friends, a few days ago, a little story came through my email. And it was about a individual who worked for the post office. And it was one of their bigger branches, and one of his duties was to go through all of the mail that had an illegible handwriting. It couldn't be read by the automatic machines. And so as he was going through the mail, he came across a letter, and the letter was addressed to God. And so he opened the letter, and he began to read the correspondence, and it went something like this. Dear God, I really need your help. I am 92 years old. And I'm on a fixed income. I only receive my social security check once a month. And yesterday, as I was walking down the street, I had my last hundred dollars in my purse. And my purse was stolen. And I was going to use that money in order to buy the food to cook the Christmas dinner for myself and two other individuals who are going to join me. Without that money, there's going to be no dinner, and I can't invite these individuals over who have no family as well. So I really need your help, and it was signed, Sincerely, Eddie. And the postal worker was really moved by the letter, and so he showed it to his fellow co-workers, and they were moved as well, and so they all dug into their pockets in order to pitch in and they collected $96. And so they took that money, they put it in an envelope, and they mailed it to Eddie. And they all felt good about themselves, and certainly Christmas came and passed, and a few weeks later, they received another letter. They couldn't read the handwriting, and so it went to the same gentleman. It was from Eddie addressed to God. Dear God, thank you for providing for my need. I was so ecstatic to receive the money that I was able to go to the grocery to buy what I needed to cook a wonderful Christmas meal for myself and my two other friends. And it was a wonderful, joyful, and delightful celebration. By the way, Lord, it was $4 short. Those thieves at the post office probably stole it. <laughs> Sincerely, Edna. My friends, we live in the time of the year, which is the time of giving. The time of stepping out of ourselves. And many times in that giving, in that stepping out of ourselves, we may not always get the recognition we deserve or even desire. It's very interesting if you listen very carefully to our first reading, taken from the prophet Isaiah, that you listen to the first two verses. Comfort, give comfort to my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and proclaim to her that her service is at an end, her guilt is expiated. Indeed, she has received from the hand of the Lord double for all her sins. My friends, just as those individuals at the post office were trying to offer comfort, so too is our God. 
a message of comfort to his people, a message of reconciliation, a message of hope, a message of renewal. And the question, my friends, for us is, do we receive the message? Do we hear the message? Do we allow the message to transform us? Or are we still complaining for the $4 we didn't receive? Comfort. And really to understand this passage, my brothers and sisters, we need a little historical context. Remember that in 587 B.C., the people of Israel, the Hebrew people, were conquered by the Babylonians under King Nebuchadnezzar. The temple was destroyed, the city was destroyed, the army was destroyed, and most of the people were taken off into exile into Babylon, which would be sort of around modern-day Iraq. Those who remained were either imprisoned or kept as slaves. And so here were a people living in exile. And because they were in exile, they were trying to make the best of it. And so while they were in Babylon, in this period of exile, they built homes, they married, they had children. Because the prophet Jeremiah already told them that they would be in exile for 70 years. So they were trying to make the best of it. But you and I know, my friends, that deep in the human heart, there's no place like home. And so there was a longing by the people to return back to the promised land, the land that God had given them, to return back to the temple. And the prophets were very clear. The reason why the people were in exile was not because Nebuchadnezzar was the wisest king or military ruler. It wasn't because the Babylonian army was that much better. It was because of their sinfulness, their idolatry, because they turned away from God. And so it's in the midst of this context that Isaiah comes on the scene and he's saying to the people, comfort, give comfort to my people, says the Lord. Why? Because the exile was coming to an end. The people would be returning. You see, my brothers and sisters, in our own life, the Lord is calling us home. He desires to give us comfort from all the baggage that we've been carrying around year after year after year. He wants to give us comfort through the forgiveness of our sins, through our own repentance, so that our heart may be ready to welcome Him. As we hear in the Gospel today, John the Baptist, the last of the greatest prophets, was sent to preach a message of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. The Lord desires to comfort his people through renewal and rebirth in the Spirit so that we too, being reconciled with God through the forgiveness of sins, may experience the joy that only Jesus can give. As we continue this Advent journey, my friends, do we really receive that message? Not long ago, I had an individual who came into my office for an appointment. 
She sat in a chair and I sat in my chair and she looked at me and she said to me, Father, I just want to tell you something before this starts. I am an atheist. And I just smiled. And so the conversation began. And as she talked, my friends, it was a conversation about her life. And her life was filled with a whole lot of suffering and a whole lot of sinfulness. And at one point, she stopped. And she said, did you hear my story, Father? God cannot do anything with that. I am beyond God. And so I just quoted to her another verse from the prophet Isaiah. Though your sins be as red as scarlet, I will make them as white as snow. And she continued on with her story. And I repeated. And she continued on. I repeated that verse from Isaiah 17 times. Till eventually it clicked. And she asked to go to confession. You see, my friends, God desires to give us comfort. He desires us to be reconciled with him, but so many times we battle that, we fight that, because we want to go our own way. And that reconciliation, my brothers and sisters, is not because of anything that we deserve. It comes to us because God loves us. We're created in his image and likeness. He is our Father, Abba. When I was a teenager, my father got a new car, a brand new black Jaguar. Beautiful car. I had only been driving about a year. He had the Jaguar, I had the Chevy. And so, of course, I wanted to drive the Jaguar. So he agreed. And so a friend, a friend of mine went out for a ride. And I was trying to be very cautious with his brand new car. And as we were going down the interstate, there was some debris in the center of the road. Now, I wanted to avoid that debris because I did not want to damage his car, so I veered over. There's only one problem. I veered over too much into the guardrail. And when I got out of the car, one side was still black, the other side was all gray. I thought I was going to die right there and there. And so my father comes, the police come, and he sends me home, and he says he's going to take care of me. And so my friends at home, I was waiting. Not an advent wait in joyful hope, I was waiting for something to come. And so he comes in and he says to me, I'm so happy that you're okay, and your friend's okay. And he says, I'll handle the rest. And that was the conversation. And he handled the rest. It wasn't until many years later that I learned that his insurance tripled for almost five years after the accident. But he never said a word. Many years later, we were speaking about the story 
And I said to him, how come you never yelled at me? Because that's what I was expecting. And he said to me, a car can be replaced. Your life could not. You see, my friends, in much the same way, God is reaching out to us in order to bring us comfort because of his great love for us. The question is, do you and I respond? Do we hear the message? Many of you have listened to, or maybe during this time of the year, Handel's Messiah. Well, if you listen to Handel's Messiah, the first portion is taken from our first reading from Isaiah the prophet. The tenor recites, Comfort ye, comfort ye, my people, saith your God, speak ye comfort to Jerusalem, and cry out unto her. Every valley shall be exalted, every mountain and hill made low, the crooked straight, the rough passes plain. And the chorus breaks out and sings, and the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all flesh shall see it together, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. My friends, our God has spoken. He desires to give us comfort. Whatever it is, that we've been carrying around with us. Whatever emotional scars, whatever baggage, and wherever it's come from and how long we've been carrying it, whatever it is, the Lord wants to give us comfort, renewal, forgiveness of our sins. He's waiting for us. He's calling out to us. Do we run to meet him? Or are we still pouting about our four dollars?